Hey guys, this is Brandon with Rambles with Brandon. Um, I I know it's been a bit since I've recorded any new podcasts. Um, there's been a lot going on in my life. Um, still trying to find a job. Um, have had a lot of good interviews, uh, which is good. <laughs> uh, been able to focus on coursework, uh, getting through two courses in a month. Um, it's great. Uh, you know, uh, this is not a sponsor, but if you're ever looking to go back to school, highly recommend Western Governors University. Great, great, um, college you know really great experience so far um but that's kind of where i've been at but um i wanted to start off a new series um of podcasts um i i want to talk about um some more serious things um so you know throughout the next few weeks or the next few podcasts um, i'm going to be recording with some uh with some friends um about some some potentially serious conversations, um, you know, we'll be touching base about anxiety, depression, climate change, global warming. Um, but, you know, in those podcasts, um, I don't just necessarily want to focus on the bad, you know, um, with problems, there's always a way um, to fix them. Uh, you know, there's solutions and that's the type of person I am. I love providing solutions to an issue and, um, you know, seeing where can help people out. But um, for today's topic, um, I've been trying to run some ideas through my head on what I wanted to record. And for today, I think I would like to um, start uh, talking about climate change and global warming, um, pollution, and, you know, just some things that you can do um, to help the world out. Um, You know, whether or not you believe in global warming or climate change, um, or uh, if you're just looking to have some sort of an impact whether it be big or small um so it would be awesome um if we could do this journey together so let's start this podcast so with april being more of a earth focused month um you know with earth day coming up all the uh events that will be planned around that cleanups um one part that i'm passionate about um is electric vehicles um and i know that there's like a ton of electric car events coming up uh drive uh the national uh, electric week um where you'll be able to get a chance to check out different evs go on different drives um kind of get into the community of evs and um meet the awesome people that are part of this group um I actually, I used to work for Tesla uh, here in Cleveland. Um, I was a product specialist. I was there um, while I was in college uh, for almost two years. And I have always been passionate about um, new technologies, new ways of driving. Um, And I just, I've always loved cars ever since I was younger. Um, I grew up around cars. You know, my dad always had sports cars. I uh, grew up driving them, uh, going to um, student or parent teacher nights where we would show up blasting hard rock. Um, I think we were playing three three days grace, uh, which was an awesome memory. I just remember showing up with my dad's Honda S2000 blasting three days grace. I hate everything about you and um, (laughs) all the people were just staring at my dad and I Um, I was kind of like the emo kid uh, in school you know I always had those the I think they were called trap pants where they kind of flooded out like bell bottoms and they had like all the um, 
the studs and the hooks and stuff like that. I thought it was so cool. Um, that's no bash to people who still wear those. They were very cool and very heavy. Um, I just remember that they were like 50 pounds when you would take them out of the washer. They were just so heavy. Um, but I, so I, I've always been a, um, like a, uh, someone who's always been interested in the environment and how technology can be used to help people. Um, so when I, when I first heard about Tesla, um, I, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think I was relatively young. I remember the Tesla Roadster, uh, that came out back in 2008 was the first car that I, I heard, um, about. And so, you know, at the time I was in high school, I wasn't really caring about, um, cars as much as I do now, and especially the environment. I was so focused on boys and relationships. And, um, that actually is going to be our conversation with my friend, Chris, um, for a podcast that we're going to be recording this weekend. Um, talking about advice you would give your younger self. So that's a little foreshadow for you guys of what is to come. Um, but I was so interested in um, vehicles at the time, um, but not necessarily Tesla. I, I really was not interested in that. Um, but I remember clearly, I think it was 2010, the Chevy Volt uh, with the V um, was unveiled by GM and Chevy. Um, and I was just fascinated. I was like, what is this? What is a extended range electric vehicle? What What is this? Um, and I remember, I saw my first one because I was dating a boy up in Michigan and um, I saw my first Chevy Bolt up there driving around. I was just, I was just dumbfounded by it. It was just amazing at the time, uh, you know, to be able to go around like 38 to 40 miles on nothing but electric and then a gas uh, generator kick in to provide more electricity for you to get a range of around like 300, 350 miles, depending on the conditions. Um, it was just so cool. Um, and I, at the time, I never really was interested in fully electric vehicles. Um, I just really liked the idea of having partial electric with a gas generator to keep you going. Um, but as time went on and the more I kind of dove into Tesla, especially after the Model S was um, unveiled and, um, you know, launched into the public, um, that's when I started really getting interested in full battery electric vehicles um, with no gasoline involved. Um, so uh, to kind of summarize, you know, the story, I'll never forget it was 2015 and I loved Tesla so much. I decided to get their logo tattooed on my arm. Um, and you know, at the time I, I had gone into the store quite a few times for like my birthday and a few times throughout, um, uh, the, the period of like 2014 and 2015, um, to check out the cars. Um, I highly recommend if you, if you get a chance, go to the Tesla showroom in Lynnhurst, Ohio, and, um, look at the vehicles and get a chance to sit in them and play around with the touchscreens and, you know, stuff like that. They're incredible pieces of technology. Um, but I, I got the tattoo before I even worked there. I just, I love the brand. I love what it stood for. I love that it was, uh, you know, accelerating the world towards clean, um, or, uh, sustainable transportation. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's not what the mission statement is, but it's probably close enough. Um, and I went into, uh, the Tesla showroom literally an hour after I got my tattoo finished, it was still bandaged. And I remember meeting my manager at the time and he, uh, just loved it. Like the whole store loved it. I remember people were taking photos of it and everything. And then a few weeks later I got, um, 
a call saying that they would be interested in hiring me if I was interested uh, for a product specialist opportunity. And I was, it, it was like the highlight of my life at the time. I was so excited to be part of this team and helping, uh, you know, educate the public about electric vehicles and what they can do. Um, so I was just so excited to work with the public, especially in Cleveland and help um, kind of spread the message of Tesla and what electric vehicles are capable of. Um, you know, and fast forward a year and a half later, um, I went on so many different test drives. I went to so many different events. I got to network with so many different people. I proposed to my boyfriend at the time um, with with Teslas, um, you know, with electric cars. I got to, I bought a Chevy Volt that was used. I, you know, I averaged 600 miles per gallon because I always had it plugged in. Um, it was just incredible, um, you know, what this technology can do. And on top of it, I got to work with friends um, at Kent State, um, you know, where, I, where I'm an alumni of, um to to bring teslas down to show different staff members to give test drives to help kind of inspire future ev owners um and kind of help them get away from gasoline powered vehicles um, and show them what the performance of evs can do um, if you don't know most evs produce way more torque than uh, ice internal combustion engines um, because of the way that the motor is set up you just get that instantaneous torque from zero rpm so the moment you push on the accelerator it's instant um most evs will beat most power most gas powered cars from zero to 35. um if you really want to go crazy <laughs> get into a tesla model sp 100d with ludicrous mode um you will be thrown back in your seat the moment you hit the accelerator it is incredible to experience that um but um so so you know an another reason why i was so passionate about evs um is the impact that they have on the environment and you know there's always those myths that evs are only as clean as what they're powered from well what do you do with the battery pack how do you get the lithium is it sustainably sourced blah 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 blah, blah. and um you know there, there's so many um I'm trying to keep this as, you know, unbiased as possible. You know, there's so many myths regarding um, electric vehicles and, um, you know, what they are. Um, but I've always been very passionate about the environment, um, you know, trying to figure out ways that I myself can help other people learn um, different steps on how to be more uh, sustainably, uh, you know, uh, thought focused. Um, that is not really the way that I wanted to say that, but we'll just keep it in this podcast for a good laugh. Um, and, and um, you know, see where I can help the world. Um, I, I know that there's a lot of people who deny that climate change and global warming is real, and I'm not here to convince you of that. Um, you know, the, the weather itself is doing a great job of that. Um, I still cannot believe that we've had such an upside down winter. Uh, the amount of rain that we get going from 60 to 70 to 20. I remember there was one day where it went from 60 to 9 degrees. Um, it's just, it's it's unbelievable um, how this world is changing. Um, but um, like I said, I'm not here to convince anybody of that. Um, you know, if you want to believe that it's changing, that's up to you. But I definitely think that there's good ways that we can, um, as this generation, can help the next generation um, and the generations to come to help make the world live, <laughs> you know, to help it stay clean um, or at least 
clean it up a little bit while we're here. Um, so the, the next portion of this podcast, just because I know that I've been rambling on for about, uh, 10 minutes now, um, about electric vehicles. Um, I, the next section, I would like to talk more about electric vehicles and some of the options that you have. Um, and then the section after that, I will talk about some steps that you can take, um, as a listener, um, small steps to help reduce air pollution, um, and, uh, see if we can help the earth during this earth month. Um, well, I don't want to call it Earth Month because it, you, how do I say this? I'm biased. (laughs) We have one Earth, uh, and you know, us as the human race really do need to come together and see what we can do to help lessen our impact on this world for future generations to come. And that is biased because that is what I truly believe in. Um, but, um, there's there's small steps that i think that we all can take in order to help out um as well as save us money um on utilities and things like that so that is coming up next right after a word from our sponsor the anchor app so i look forward to talking more with you guys and talk with you soon hey guys welcome back Um, So for this quick portion, um, I just wanted to kind of uh, give you an idea of what kind of electric cars are available right now, um, just in case if you guys are interested um, in purchasing one. Um, I hope that maybe one day um, these brands or manufacturers could be a sponsor of this podcast, depending on where it goes. Um, So there is quite a handful of electric cars that are available right now. Um, there, there, uh, there has been EVs that have been out for years now. Um, so, you know, you could always look for a used one. That's what I would personally do. Um, just because there's so many good deals out on used electric cars. Um, or you can buy a new one. Um, some of the manufacturers, um, are, uh, when you finance a vehicle, you could qualify for up to $7,500 in a tax credit. Um, some v- some manufacturers like Ford and GM have already hit the limit. Um, there was a limit of 200,000 EVs purchased. And then once uh, once a manufacturer hits that limit, it then gets deducted to a smaller number. So there is still a tax credit, but it kind of gets phased out over time. Um, so I don't know exactly the details of as far as it goes down, but I do know that most manufacturers have not hit the $200,000 or 200,000 um, uh, model limit. Um, so most of them still qualify for $7,500 uh, tax credit, but that has to be a brand new vehicle. Um, however, if you buy a used vehicle, you can get some pretty good deals on used ones. Um, I know that when I bought my Chevy Bolt, it was a 2012 fully loaded. It had leather, a surround sound system. It only had about 24,000 miles on it. I got it for 12 grand. Um, I ended up putting about 25,000 miles on it. Um, but it was literally almost brand new for the amount of features that I got for it. It was only three, uh, four years old when I bought it. Um, so you can find really good deals like that. Um, I remember depending on what your commute is, I remember I went seven months without putting a single drop of gasoline in my, my bowl. Um, because I just, I had a charger at home. I had a charger at work and my commute was so short at the time. I didn't even have to 
plug in, you know, for probably a day or two. Um, it was just incredible. I remember uh, they call it the badge of honor for Volt drivers. When you get into your car, sometimes the gas in the, um, you know, the gas tank could go stale because it's been not used for so long um, that it has to do um, engine maintenance where it runs the engine for like 10 minutes. Um, that's the badge of honor. And then the other badge of honor is where you haven't used gas for so long that it has to run for 24 hours um, to kind of pump that fuel out so it doesn't go bad. Um, but there, there's so many good deals. I think the cheapest EV that I saw was a smart car uh, electric drive or a smart EV, um, if you want to call it that, um, for it was, I think it was like 35 400 uh, or 3,500 to $4,000. Um, and that has a range of about like 68 to 80 miles of driving, um, which is more than enough for most people's commute. Um, so, you know, there's some good deals out there. Um, so maybe this section will land me some more sponsors in the future, but I just wanted to put that out there that there are some really good deals on electric cars if you are interested. Um, and if um, you have any more questions or anything, please reach out to me. You know, I love to talk about this stuff and um, and uh, talk technology and see what I can do. So the next section is going to be just a little longer. Um, I have a list of things that you can do in your life to help, you know, reduce your emissions, help save you money and um, kind of help take care of the world. Um, so I look forward to reading those off to you guys. So I was doing some research um, on tips and advice that I could possibly pass along um, in order to, um, you know, small steps to make a bigger impact on, uh, you know, reducing your emissions, reducing your pollution um, and uh, helping uh, reduce air pollution. Um, so before I start this off, I would like to start with a story. Um, so. My husband and I um, recently traveled to um, Houston, Texas. Uh, a few weeks back, um, we went down for our friend's wedding. Um, it was a really good time. Uh, we had a blast. Um, the one thing that I noticed, and I always thought Cleveland was very polluted. Um, and, uh, you know, with the famous uh, river catching on fire. <laughs> so I, I always thought that we were living in a very polluted area. Um, you know, where, where we live, uh, the homes are very close to each other. Um, our neighbor's driveway is literally right next to our bedroom window. Um, you know, we can hear their car start. Sometimes I can smell the exhaust in our house. Um, so I always thought that like we lived in a very uh, polluted area just due to the amount of people who are in this area uh, condensing, uh, you know, traffic, stuff like that. Um, but I was kind of dumbfounded when I went to Texas. It was my first time there. Um, I uh, have never been there before, obviously, because it was my first time. Um, but the one thing that like when we arrived, it was very humid. It was raining. So um, air pollution and smog is kind of lowered during times when it's raining. Um, however, throughout the week that we were there, um, we noticed that when it wasn't raining and when the wind was blowing, it just felt dirty outside. Like it, it just, it felt like there was some type of filter over everything that we could not, I, I, I at the time I couldn't even like really thought, you know, what it was or could think of what it was. I thought that maybe it was just dust, you know, with it being down south, maybe, you know, uh, that it was dry and like some of the wind was just picking up the, the dirt in the ground. Um, 
I didn't even realize that it was smog, um, that it was actually air pollution, um, you know, that that was around us. Um, and uh, for me, um, I was really trying to limit my time outside because I, I don't like to breathe that stuff in. I know that there's carcinogens, there's uh, particulate matter um, that, that can really do a lot of damage to your body um, if you do some research on air pollution. Um, so I kind of limited myself and stayed inside for most of my trip uh, just because I didn't want to be exposed to that. Um, but the, the, the clearest day, which is really kind of a bad <laughs> uh, you know, metaphor to say, um, when we came back to Cleveland, I stepped out of the airplane and out of the airport and I took a deep breath and I could not believe how clean the air was in Cleveland compared to what it was in Houston. Um, and I know as populations grow and I know as more people kind of go to those bigger cities and, you know, as cities expand, pollution is just going to get worse. Um, and uh, I was really, really grateful that I lived in a city like Cleveland, even though it is still kind of behind the times with some of the things that it does uh, or, you know, how, how the city operates and you know, lack of charging infrastructure, stuff like that. Um, but... Um, I'm really grateful that I live in a city where we have, you know, the, the lake and the wind kind of pushing more of the pollution away from this area. Um, so I'm grateful for the clean air. Um, but, you know, I, I have always been very conscious of small things that I've done and that other people could do, if, you know, if you'd be interested in, to have a bigger impact on your personal life, um, you know, your, your living space, as well as the world outside of your living space. Um, for example, um, one of the easiest steps that you can do if you're a homeowner or, or if you still, you know, if you're uh, renting or, you know, wherever you live, you could take your light bulbs and change them to be full LED um, bulbs. And um, I remember, um, you know, a few years ago, we had those, uh, those like uh, halogen bulbs. I think they, that's what they were. They were like those, like the, the twisty ones. I can't even remember what they were, um, but they are, uh, you know, the, at the time they claim to be energy efficient, which I guess they are. But the downside with them is that they take forever to heat up. And by heat up, I mean to actually become bright. They're not instantaneous light. So it's kind of inconvenient if you're trying to turn them on um, or get light. Um, and also too, there's mercury in those. I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but there's small amount of mercuries in those bulbs. Um, and those, that is obviously uh, incredibly dangerous to humans <laughs> if you ingest mercury. So don't ever break those uh, because you could be exposed to that. Um, but the, the thing is, is that a few years ago, LED technology as they were coming together was expensive and bulbs were expensive at the time. However, they're not. Um, if you're a Costco member, um, you can buy six LED bulbs. Uh, they can either be the warm light or the daylight ones um, for seven bucks um, and you get six of them. <laughs> um, so what my husband and I did, we transitioned all of our lights, even the, the light, um, the um, the lights that we had to install um, with LED uh, technology. Um, so some of our overhead lights actually have the LED strips. Uh, we have the Philips Hue smart lights um, in our house. Um, all the other lights are LED. And I did a comparison with our utility bill when we didn't have LED lights to when we did. And it literally cut our bill in half going to LED 
uh, technology. Um, it's instantaneous light, it's bright, and it will last. Most of these bulbs are uh, rated for up to 50,000 hours. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> Most of these bulbs are probably outlived my husband and I. Um, so that's a you know a very simple way to save energy switching to um, LED lights. Um, another way uh, you could simply turn off your lights um, at night. I know my husband and I we call them dark hours, where we will literally either light a candle, which you know can pollute too, uh, but depending on how strict you are, um, or just sit in the dark um, and just have a conversation. You know, maybe watch a movie on your phone or something. Just turn off your lights. Um, that can help out too. Um, what you could also do, um, you could limit driving by carpooling um, or using public transportation. Um, or if you're looking to get some exercise, ride a bike. If you know, if you live close to your house or close, well, that, uh, <laughs> or close to your work, um, or walk. Um, combining errands for fewer trips, you know, instead of going from like Target back home, then back home to Walmart, then back home, just do it while you're out, you know, go to the multiple stores. Um, if you don't drive um, an electric vehicle, um, you could always keep your uh, car well tuned and maintained. Um, checking the air filter routine maintenance that does help with emissions. Even though the best way to really help with emissions is to go electric, <clears throat> just saying. Uh, <laughs> um, avoid excessive idling. I know this is such a big pet peeve of mine. I cannot stand when people are sitting in their cars with the windows up, just idling their vehicles. And and that that is if you have a remote start. Like I get it on a cold day. You know, it's it's nice to come into a warm car. It's convenient even though it's actually really bad to let your car run, it's bad for the engine, people do it. And it drives me insane. Like it'd be like 55 to 60 degrees outside and people are idling in their car with the AC on, just sitting there. Like we have a soccer field across from our house. And during the springtime, there's there's soccer parents. They're awful. That will probably be another podcast of mine. Um, and um, they just sit there with their AC on and their their windows are up. And another pet peeve is that they're not with their kids. They're sitting in their car. It's like, go, you know, participate with your kids. Make those memories. Don't worry. Facebook will always be there for you. <laughs> um, okay, tangent over. Uh, <laughs> um, another one that Tyler and I, my husband, um, we got into is using electric lawn care equipment. Um, one thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is that lawn um, equipment is really unregulated as far as the amount of emissions that they're allowed to um, spew into the world. Um, so they're they're actually a top polluter. Um, so we switched to an electric one. Um, I believe we use a Ryobi. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm really hoping these manufacturers become a sponsor. Fingers crossed. Um, a lawnmower. And it's awesome. It has these like LED lights um, and it, it can last uh, one full battery um, can actually, we can use it to cut our entire uh, front and backyard. Um, we have an electric uh, snowplow. Um, we also have manual uh, shovels. Um, we have an electric weed whacker. I just, I highly recommend making the switch because it will also save you on gas. Um, as far as having to fuel and uh, maintain those equipments. Um, so, um, you know, that that's one way um, you can, uh, you know, wash clothes when they really need to instead of wearing them once and then throwing them down the laundry chute to be washed. Um, you can run dishwashers when they're completely full. Um, 
one really really easy step and even though that there there could be a price difference between the cheaper cleaning uh supplies and the more environmentally natural supplies i think it's worth it um there's so many brands that are coming out that are so much cheaper um there there's one and i'm doing a lot of plugs <laughs> um method uh we use a lot of method in our house there's one that's fantastic it's a bamboo all uh all uh surface cleansing spray it smells so good it's all plant-based not tested on animals good for the environment highly recommend checking them out um you know you can you can buy these at um at like Target, Whole Foods, um, any of those places. Um, I think Walmart's starting to carry them. Um, so, you know, you can find more of those. Um, and then um, the most simple one that I found out today to reduce air pollution, um, which I should have known about this, but you know, with being in technology, sometimes you really only focus on innovation versus what you already have, um, trees. Uh, trees are some of the biggest, um, some of the 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 most absorption man, i cannot talk today i really need coffee um some of the most uh carbon dioxide um absorbers in the world um plants basically um so you know the more trees that we have the more carbon dioxide that will be absorbed and held within the tree which then produces wood um so the, the most the the most effective way really is to plant a tree um you know if you have a space or if you've always wanted to plant a tree or help you know plant more plants um plants really will help clean the air pollution um i know that there's so many fans that like claim that they'll clean the air pollution out of the house um you know out of the recycled air in your house which by the way um there is reports saying that the air in your house is more polluted than the air outside so i'm just gonna you know say that there um something you know food for thought um, is bringing live plants into your house and seeing how they clean out the air, um, you know, filter out the toxins and stuff like that. Um, but honestly, you know, there, there's so many small things that you can do, better choices that you can make to help limit your emissions um, and help reduce air pollution in your area, you know? Um, I really, the simple one is literally just flipping the switch and turning your lights off <laughs> and, you know, uh, just enjoying the dark, you know, there's really nothing to be afraid of in the dark. Um, so, you know, with, with that being said, I know that this podcast was relatively longer than all my other podcasts. Um, but I, I woke up this morning feeling really anxious. Um, and, um, my, my husband knows that, um, that, the environment and climate change and global warming is something that I'm really passionate about. And it brings a lot of anxiety to me knowing that, um, this world is falling apart. Um, you know, not, not just like on a political basis, but also just like, you know, the world around us, like it's, it's dying. And, you know, there's so many people out there who are really pushing to, you know, help this world. And I, I just, I want to help. I want to help them. I want to be part of the cause and I want to help save this planet um you know it's not just so much for me i want to do it for everybody um i've always wanted to be like that so um you know with that being said if you've made it this far in this podcast i'm really grateful thank you for listening to the whole thing um i will probably end up doing more of these um, more environmentally focused rambles with brandon um just to kind of help spread 
um, you know, more information. Um, I'll try to keep it as unbiased as possible, even though I can almost guarantee that will not happen. <laughs> um, but I really hope that you guys enjoy this. And um, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. And um, we will ramble in the future. And if anybody wants to ramble with me, um, I know on the Anchor app, we can do a dual uh, recording session. Um, where you don't have to be with me. We can do it over the internet. So if you want to ramble with me or if there's a topic that you would like to ramble about, let me know and we can schedule some time for us to talk. So once again, thank you guys. And I hope you guys have a wonderful April 4th. (laughs) All right. Take care, guys.